All right, guys. Well, welcome to the second episode of the Dubs Only Podcast. Um, you know, your weekly take for sports, just two dudes talking sports. And with this all this coronavirus stuff going on, we want to put out a lot of good podcasts for you guys with a lot of good content. Um, my name is Noah. I'm Nevin. Um, today on the podcast, we're going to discuss, you know, top three teams in the 90s that didn't win championships. Obviously, since the last podcast, NFL Free Agency has gone crazy. We'll discuss that, too. And then, yeah, at the end, we're probably just going to talk about how the coronavirus has impacted us and the world of sports and what we've been doing without, you know, sports on television every single night. So yeah, without further ado, let's get into this podcast. First uh, topic that we're going to discuss, top three teams that didn't win a championship in the 90s. I'll let you take the floor first. See what you got going on over there. All right. My first one's a little biased because I'm from the Salt Lake area. Um, but I would say, you know, the 96, 97, or the 97, 98 Utah Jazz. Um, I think, obviously, Carl Malone and John Stockton are a pair of maybe the best five players of all time to never have a championship. Um, you know, John Stockton, in my opinion, is a top three point guard ever, in my opinion. And then you got Carl Malone, who I think is, you know, definitely a top three power forward. Very, very um, much so. Surrounded by guys like, you know, Jeff Hornacek, who was, you know, a great shooter. Uh, Byron Russell, who was, you know, a good defender. I just think, you know, that team being together 20 years, they were in the playoffs every single one of those years. And the fact they never were able to broke, break through, I think, is, you know, a big tribute to the greatness of Michael Jordan, obviously. But for the city of Salt Lake and the state of Utah, we would have wished, you know, one of those teams would have gotten a win. Yeah, especially the 96-97 Jazz, uh, 64-18 and in the regular season in the stacked West, second most wins in the league. They lost in six that year to the Bulls. Jordan's an absolute freak. If you look up his numbers in the 90s, like in the playoffs alone in the finals, he's unbelievable. I mean, Malone won the MVP that year. He averaged 27, 10, and 4.5. And That's freaky numbers. That's in the 90s when they're not scoring crazy amounts of points. Um, they were second in offensive rating, ninth in defense rating in the regular season. I will touch on the 96-97. You guys all should know the flu game. That was that season, game five. Jordan went absolutely bonkers with the flu. Historic game. But, I mean, all the games in that series were decided by less than five points or five points right. or less. I mean, the Jazz were competitive. I mean, the Jazz were – it's not like yeah. they're getting blown out. I mean, yeah. the Jazz were a legit team. Stockton alone, probably the best pick-and-roll duo of all time. Yeah, and they're hated. Both in their prime, they're unbelievable. Uh, the second team I want to discuss is the 91-92 Trailblazers. This is when Clyde the Glide is balling out. He's averaging 25 a game. They also lost to the Bulls in 6. That'll be kind of a uh, repeating pattern that we got going right, on. Right. Um, but their team was also loaded. They won second most games in the league with 57. The crazy thing about this series, though, is Clyde and Jordan were going back at each other. And the one thing when I look up the numbers, don't ever talk shit to Michael Jordan. The dude averaged 35 and eight or 35.8 a game on 53% field goal percentage. That yeah, is like the stupidest thing ever. And what's crazy about this is Clyde was never the same after the series. He kind of like, I mean, he was still good, but he wasn't the killer that he always was. I mean, you just look at these teams, like you go against Jordan, you're not going to come out on top. The third team we want to discuss, 92-93 Suns. Butter, I'll let you go for this. What do you got on this? Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, like the height of Char- Charles Barkley's dominance with the Suns. Yeah. Um, the Suns, I mean, are another, you know, uh, team kind of like the Jazz. 
then over time, I've never really been able to break through like yeah. all the way. Even when you know this is the, the year. Two, yeah, I mean, even in the two thousands when they had you know Steve Nash yep. and Art Stoudemire, I think Phoenix has just been kind of longing for that opportunity. And you know, in that the team in the early nineties, I just think yeah. you know the Jordan bubble is too much to crack again. Yeah, I mean. The crazy thing when you look into this series is Charles Barkley won the MVP of the league that year. This is prime, his best, most in shape, uh, like, series, I guess, season. He's unbelievable. Average 26-12-5. He's up there. When you look at this series, though, both teams average the same amount of points in the series. Wow, yeah. 106.7. I don't think I've ever seen a series like yeah, that. No, that, that, yeah, that, yeah, that close. A lot of close games. Um, crazy thing, though. Michael Jordan in the series. Guess how much he averaged? I have no idea. Just throw out a number. 35 a game. 41 a game. <laughs> 41. Who who averages 41 in the yeah, finals? Nobody. No, no one. And this Suns team. Besides, uh, you know, LeBron. But yeah, but like, yeah. when LeBron's losing. Like, the yeah. one time he averaged, like, over 40 against Golden State, I think, that one year. He should have well, won. He and MVP. Kyrie both averaged over 40 the one year they won, didn't they? No, not Kyrie. Kyrie. Wasn't I thought close. they both did. Kyrie. We don't oh, they both had forty in the last. They all. They both had forty. Yeah. Because Kyrie seven. was like, "Oh my God, the spotlights are on me. I got to play good. Right. I can't go be a bitch." But uh, yeah, I said Kyrie was a bitch. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, Michael Jordan, unbelievable. Plus, he's one of the best defenders of all time. Oh yeah, no. So absolutely. he was locking down guys like Kevin Johnson on the other team, who was amazing that year. I mean, you got when you just go through the '90s. There's a lot of good teams. Now, you might wonder why we aren't mentioning the Knicks. The Knicks are choke artists. I don't think that team was that good, that, at least put in the top three. When I went through the numbers, when you went through the numbers, like Ewing was a little past his prime at the end of the, the 90s when they were doing, like, you've probably seen a 30 for 30 on Reggie Miller. It's just they weren't there. Um, I do want to mention, though, 94-95 Houston teams. Yeah, no, I mean, those teams, um, as well as, you know, one of mine is the 95-96 Sonics team. Oh, um, honorable mention. You know, yeah, I mean, I think Gary Payton, who I think to this day could go down as, like, the greatest point guard perimeter defender. On ball defender, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah he's um, a big Sean player. Kemp, who was a freak. Um, you Sean got Kemp Domus Shrimp, yeah. right? Yep. Um, great shooter. They Percy great Hawkins. Def- I mean, they had great shooters all around. Great defensive team, yeah. yeah. I mean, they were really good. Put them as an honorable mention. I mean, they were also elite in the regular season that year. Went 61-21. and 21. Um, But, you know, 94-95, the reason we're not really putting teams up in those two years because Jordan obviously was playing baseball. Was it AAA or AA? Yeah, AAA, AAA for the White, for the White Sox. Sox. Yeah. I mean, don't not discount Houston who won those years because Hakeem and Clyde, I mean, those teams were loaded. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, Hakeem might be the second-best player Hot take, second best player of the decade behind Jordan. I, you can't, I mean, Magic and Larry obviously passed their primes. Barkley was good in the beginning of the decade, but kind of fell off at the end of the decade. Yeah, man, I don't really know who you'd say was Akeem better, was unless like, you want to start trying to say Malone or something. I like mean, that. Malone was great, but Akeem won, too. Yeah. So, I mean, discussing those, like, we went through everything. I think those are the best three teams. Pretty much you agree on that. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty much elite teams. The next topic we're going to get to, though. We're going right into NFL free agency. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously it's been a crazy one. It was crazy. With, I mean, the GOAT, we would both consider Tom Brady going to the Buccaneers. And I think on our first podcast, we both discussed where he was going to go. And we both said Tampa Bay was a possibility. No, Tampa Bay was a possibility. This is weeks before this shit actually went down. We were saying L.A. or Tampa Bay. No, and I mean, in my opinion, I think they've got a real shot. I think uh, they do too. Um, You look at... 
I don't think he's had this much talent at wide receiver or tight end since Randy since Moss. Since the Randy Moss New England teams. I mean, but they only had one guy on that team. I mean, Randy Moss was the guy, but they have two guys now. Godwin yeah. and Mike no, Evans. No, I mean, Welker was elite at that I mean, point. Welker was good. But Welker was elite I mean, at that but point. Godwin and Mike Evans, they're yeah, both Randy no, exactly. Moss types, you know? Yeah. Got a good running game. Ronald Jones. Yeah, he's pretty solid. Bruce Arians. And I think, you know, their defense, they didn't – I think they were rated maybe 18th in the NFL last year or something like that. Yeah. But I think a big reason that is is Jameis would put him in such terrible such, situations. I, we when looked you, at these numbers. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. when you throw 30 picks, that's going to put the defense out there with bad field position a lot, and they're going to give yeah. up a lot of points. And Jameis's offense wasn't like, I'm going to push you down the field. It was either turnovers – Quick three and outs or big plays. Like, he yeah, didn't really do anything. Yeah. So, the defense never really had... Time to rest or, like, yeah. Also, they were number one against the run last year. Yeah. Well, and they brought all their defensive line back. They re-signed Sue. They re-signed Shaq Barrett and JPP, which are all really good defensive linemen. Really I mean, especially Sue is really, really good against the run. He's going to get that front push. But the Tom Brady signing to be like, fuck L.A., I don't want to deal with that. I'm not going to play in some fucking football or soccer, whatever, yeah. stadium. Yeah, that they can't fill up. They like can't fill the up. Yeah. yeah, and if you look at Tampa Bay, they got more talent. It wasn't a brand move. It was a legit football move. Yeah. It's going with a better team. Bruce Arians knows how to coach quarterbacks. You see what he did with Palmer. I mean, Palmer yeah. was old. But he was never as good as Brady. Never as good as Brady. Never close. Brady's also going to be 43. We'll see how it turns out. They are in a stacked division, though. The Saints are really good. Saints are the type, though. They're, I feel like they're at the point where they're never going to break well, Drew through. Drew Brees, like... They're never going to break through. I mean, they haven't done it since 2009. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got a few buddies that are big Saints fans, and I always ask them, like, would you consider moving on from Sean Payton? Because I don't know how many how chances... Drew Brees, dude? Because well, Teddy yeah, Bridge was nice last yeah, year but I, Yeah, no, that's true. I just feel like, you know, after the, like a whole decade... Of having the team that everybody thinks is the best in the NFC. I mean, they've had a few years like that. Yeah. I think this year Top a lot of people would argue that. Yeah. Um, and they're just never able to break through. I mean, they either have you know the miraculous catch against the Vikings, yep. or they get bounced in a wild card round or something like that, or second round. Yeah. Um, I think NFC though, NFC South for sure might be the division of quarterbacks. What do you think Matt about Ryan, Atlanta going to or Todd Gurley going to Atlanta? Todd Gurley has, like, chronic knee issues, dude. I don't like... You don't think that can push Atlanta over an edge? They've had zero run. I mean, Devontae Freeman got released. Like, right. they still owe him money. He got released. That says something. And they've had zero run game for the last two yeah, years. Yeah, but, I mean, Todd Gurley, if healthy, is top three. Oh, yeah. If, yeah. if healthy. We haven't seen him help. He wasn't even playing. They played, what, Fat Boy last year in yeah. crunch games. Yeah. And you're like, is he... Are you really not going to give? You're going to give him six snaps a game, basically. Yeah. He was getting the ball six after times. giving him this massive contract. Yeah, and I mean Atlanta's got to deal with it now, but I seriously think that that division is going to be really good to watch next year. Some really good receivers. You got Michael Thomas, Julio, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin. I mean, in that division, though, I would say one of the losers in free agency for me oh, is the gonna, Panthers. They're going to go Carolina already. Yeah, no, oh. I mean, Nevin's on board with what Carolina did. And I've never been the biggest Cam Newton fan. No. Um, yeah, no. But no. I, I just don't really see the direction they're going. I mean, they signed a guy like Teddy Bridgewater. I would understand more if they had, you know, gone into the draft 
with the anticipation of trying to pick up a Tua or something like that. Yeah. They're moving away from that idea. So you say rebuilding. I would think that'd be more of a rebuilding move yeah. than a guy who can at most give you an 8-8 eight eight season. But like, why Bridgewater. can't they draft a quarterback and still have Teddy Bridgewater? Does that give off the wrong signals like to Teddy Bridge? I don't know. I mean, I feel like they're bringing Teddy Bridgewater in to be their quarterback during a yeah. couple rebuilding years, but I just think... They had um, a decent backup last year, too. Kyle Allen. Yeah. He was he also well. went to Washington now. Yeah. Um, I just... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I wouldn't have given up on Cam Newton this early necessarily. I think, you know, he's just a few years removed from having, you know, an unbelievable we'll season. say a few years. It was 2015, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That's five years ago. That's four years ago. Five five years ago, It's a long time. Like, I, I don't know. You, I like you think about Lamar Jackson's season this year? Imagine that season, but you actually go to a Super Bowl. Like, yeah. if Lamar Jackson gets the Ravens to a Super Bowl this year— the way that would be looked at, yeah. that's what Cam Newton's I mean, 2015 was. A freak was. of nature that year. Uh, and he was fully healthy. Yeah, voted year. by his peers as, you know, the best player in the NFL. Yep. Um, you know, obviously won the MVP. Mm-hmm. I just think, you know, to cut him and then also to wait so long to cut him, I just thought it was kind of disrespectful for the best player who's ever been in your franchise, arguably. A yep. guy who's won an MVP and been to a Super Bowl. Yep. Carolina doesn't have many guys like that. Plus, Luke Keekley retired. Yeah, no, That's so huge. I just don't really know what direction they're I think going. they're going to be the worst team in that division. But I still think that division is probably because Atlanta's going to have a bounce back year. I really, truly believe that. And Atlanta's going to have a back, bounce back year. They might have, I think that's going to be the best division of football because I, I can see Tampa Bay getting to an NFC championship. What do you game. think about the NFC West, though? I mean, I think. I think outside the Rams. Of the Rams. No, no, I think the Rams are going to be the worst team in yeah, the NFC West. Yeah, no, I West. do too. And that's yeah. like two years removed from a Super Bowl. They have completely dismantled the team. Yeah. Basically. Like. Completely, Jared Goff. They gave him so much money, and he's not any good. I, not any good. I wouldn't say that, but he's like maybe fifteen or sixteen in the league, top fifteen quarterback, yeah, maybe. But like, he just can't do it on his own. He's not going to go win you games. And that system, McVay's system, maybe got overblown that one season. How great it was, because everyone remembers that game against the Chiefs, where it was like fifty to something to fifty something. It was like back and forth, back right. and forth. But if you were to tell me. You're like, who would you rather have, Jared Goff or Patty Mahomes? Yeah, I mean, obviously that's it's not Matty Mahomes is the best quarterback yeah. in the league. No, I mean, Jared Goff isn't considered one with a lot of firepower. No, I mean, he, can, he has a decent he, deep ball, but he looks yeah. like a scared kid out there sometimes. Yeah. No, I agree. So, yeah, I agree with that, I think. And then Arizona, we should obviously talk oh, about them we're as gonna one talk of the about winners. Them. Yep. Uh, um, I will go in on this. I'll go in on the Houston deal if you want to talk about Arizona just a little bit. Uh, you know, with Arizona, obviously, the pickup of DeAndre Hopkins, which is what Crazy. we're going to cover about the Texans. Crazy. Um, I thought Kyler Murray had a good rookie year. Me too. I thought, I you know, really getting did. out of David Johnson's contract and picking up DeAndre Hopkins is obviously the steal of the century. And a second rounder. That's all they gave up. David Johnson and, and a second, second rounder. rounder. Yeah. And, you know, David Johnson was obviously way overpaid. Wasn't even their number one option. Yeah. Because uh, they had Kenyon Drake back there. He's franchise tagged him. Yeah. So, Love that. I think, you know, Arizona probably their line needs a lot of help. Um, True. You can't have Kyler I think their around. defense wasn't very good. But I do think, you know, they're adding another obviously massive weapon that many consider the best, you know, he's the best two. wide receiver in the he's league. He's top two. Like, I, if you throw to DeAndre Hopkins, he's catching the fuck. Yeah, ball. you know, and it, it could maybe take Kyler to another level where they could have is. a good season, a 10 win season well, or something. I could see it. Him, Larry Fitz is coming back. Larry Fitz is the sound head in the locker room. Always been really Christian good. Christian Kirk Hall of still And there. Kirk's a deep ball threat. And DeAndre Hopkins is not going to blow you away with speed or anything. He's not one of those guys. Great route runner, though. Can run any route in the tree. And then he's going to catch everything you throw at him. And I like what they're doing. Kenyon Drake obviously played really well at the end of last season. Have him again. 
and I love Kyler Murray. So we'll see what happens there. But we got to talk on the other side. And I'm going to go – I'm going to rant a little bit. Right. I'm going to call this segment Bill O'Brien's Big Fucking Blunders. This fucking guy is the worst general manager in the league. And I'm not even – it's not even close. To do what he did to DeAndre Hopkins is out of this world. You trade a top two receiver to Arizona for an old, washed-up David Johnson who hasn't played good since 2016 and a second-round pick. A second-round pick. There is a list of wide receivers that I have that have been traded for a first-round pick, and I'm going to let you decide who you think is better than DeAndre Hopkins on this list. Be ready. So all these receivers have been traded and then returned the other team got a first-round pick. Percy Harvin, Roy Williams, Joey Galloway, Keyshawn Johnson, Brandon Cooks twice— Amari Cooper, OBJ, and Randy Moss. Now, of all those names, who is better than DeAndre Hopkins? Randy Moss. Randy Moss. And maybe, like, the potential you thought was OBJ. Yeah, OBJ, I'm the same boat. I looked at that list when I saw it. My mouth basically hit the fucking floor. Yeah. No, I mean, did my Seahawks give Percy Harvin? Yeah, I think it was the Seahawks. Yeah. No, I mean, that's unbelievable. That's a list, and then you've got a top two guy who's been a top two guy now for top three guy. For, For like, three three years years now at least. And you're going to do that to your young quarterback, which segues perfectly in. Actually, I want to touch on one thing. Hours later after this trade went down, Stephon Diggs got traded for a multitude of picks, including a first-rounder. Stephon Diggs. I wouldn't even put – Stephon Diggs is the most upset little prissy wide receiver maybe in the game besides OBJ. He's always who, upset. Who isn't him. even on the same level? Not even on the same level. Not even on the same there's level. There's tier one. There's like five guys in tier one. And now it puts Stefan Diggs. Tier maybe. three. Tier he's three. like around the Tyler Lockett level. Oh, my <laughs> God. Jesus. I mean, but he's not the best. I think Adam Thielen's better than him. Yeah, no, I thought he's You're not the best yeah. receiver on your team. Like, you had one good game. Not one good game, but one iconic play when Marshawn Lattimore dove underneath him. Yeah, which and wasn't really him doing anything special. He just caught it and turned around. There was no one there. It wasn't Lattimore. Marcus yeah. Williams. Marcus Williams. Sorry. Right. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to go with, the wide receiver. And then next we're going to go to your franchise quarterback, Deshaun Watson, who loves DeAndre Hopkins because they haven't had a running back, a healthy running back, in forever. And we're talking about Lamar Miller always gets hurt. They trade a bunch of guys for Carlos Hyde, who's like an okay running back. You get David Johnson, who hasn't been healthy in forever. And I'm just going to go through a little bit with Deshaun Watson. You had Deshaun Watson. He's a franchise guy. You picked him up in the draft behind two guys that he's probably better than, especially Trubisky. Holy shit, he's terrible. In return, he was sacked 19 times in seven games in his rookie seasons before tearing his ACL. That, you go, oh my God, we got to get this guy protection. No, 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 they don't do that. They go the next season, Deshaun Watson's a sacked a league high 62 times. No work. They're trying to go in the draft instead of going out and getting a proven left tackle. They didn't receive that until last year, which was Laramie Tunsil, and they also traded a bunch of guys away for Laramie Tunsil. And the third thing I have to say is to Davion Clowney, former number one pick. I know he went to your Seahawks. I know that, and he was okay for you guys. He was okay, yeah. But all you get is a third-round pick for Davion Clowney. You wait way too long to get rid of him. You should have franchise-tagged him and traded him and got a lot more in return, and instead you don't do that. I just You still hadn't received an O-line at this point because Tunsil was later on in the year, and it just... I just don't know how he's a GM still. No, I don't either. I, it, and then you got Deshaun Watson pissed off. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw his tweet. He he tweeted out the Drake line. I don't know if I'm going to make out of here clean. 
can't even keep track who plays for the other team. Iconic duos rip and split at the seams. Yeah. So, I mean, clearly, he's, he's probably talking about the iconic duo that was him and DeAndre Hopkins. He's pissed. He thinks Bill O'Brien's playing for the other team, right? Like, he is sabotaging their year. It's, he's sabotaging, you know, Deshaun Watson's young career yeah. that, you know, could turn into easily a perennial top two or three quarterback in the league. Yeah. He has guys, that kind of talent. He's, he reminds me of, like, you're going to hate me saying this, but Russell Wilson. Yeah, no, but I agree. with more talent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think he'll ever be Russell Wilson. <laughs> but hot, hot take. I think DeAndre or Deshaun Watson is just as not just as good now. Like Russell Wilson's probably top five in the league. He is, but he could grow into something of that yeah, nature. No, I do too. Absolutely. He has the same type of game as him. Absolutely. He was proven at Clemson. Won a natty at Clemson. Comes into the league, killing it. Tears ACL, and you don't give him any help. His O line, he gets hit every freaking play. It looks like. Just unbelievable that this guy still has a job. And then, okay, so, yeah, that was my rant. I had to go off on it. It just pissed me off. And I'm yeah, like, no, I mean, it was an unbelievable trade. Unbelievable. Made no football sense Right whatsoever. off the top, too. That was, like, right at the beginning of free agency. They didn't even wait to see what everyone else was doing. And if you're going to get rid of a guy of that caliber, at least you got to make sure you're getting something, yeah. You don't get shit. Yeah. Classic Bill O'Brien. Fucking Bob. You suck. Our next team uh, I want to talk about is the Cleveland Browns. Um, I think, obviously, with the signing of Austin Hooper, um, with a team who likes to run two tight end sets, I think Njoku and Austin Hooper you know, are some of the best tight ends in the league, both probably top seven guys, top five or se- five Njoku, seven guys. Njoku, top seven? I would say You can maybe. say healthy. Yeah. yeah, no, I would say maybe. Yeah. Um, well, we yeah. know Stefanski likes the two tight end sets. So, as you were saying, like Njoku... Yeah, no, I think they're both, you know, great tight ends. Uh, also give a little bit more blocking for Baker. Also the pickup of Case Keenum, you know, I think is a good way to have Baker have, you know, a guy in his ear who's, you know, been there at, you know, pretty big stages throughout his career yeah. um, and has some serious experience. I think that might be like a guy in Baker's ear that he needs because, you know, I think my biggest problem with Baker is the fact he's been in more you know, commercials than he had, like actual wins <laughs> throughout the season. At Cleveland Indian games. Yeah, no, I just, you know, don't think he's taking it that seriously. He kind of gives off, you know, a Johnny Manziel type vibe to me. Better than Manziel. Though. But he's a better player, yeah. you know, but I still think that's holding him, you know, a little bit short of what his potential is, especially when yeah. you've got guys like Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., uh, Kareem Hunt, you know, Nick, Nick Chubb. This he is has huge weapons thing. on weapons. Yeah. And they haven't really been able to do anything. So maybe, you know, a guy like Case Keenum. Yep. I agree. Being there for him. Kevin Stefanski, uh, offense coordinator in Minnesota, loves the two tight end sets. He loves to run the ball. Look what Dalvin Cook did this last year. You have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the backfield. You add Hooper, then you add Jack Conklin, who is a great signing, great offensive tackle. Baker was running for his life last year. You get this guy to block for him, way better blocker than anyone they had probably on their line last year. They were going in and out with tackles, trying to find the right formation for him. Obviously, the coach last year blew. You have those guys. Case Keenum played under Stefanski when he played his best football of his career in Minnesota when they made that deep run. He knows the offense, obviously. You talk, you touched on that. And then he's also a high-character guy. Also, you touched on it. Baker's going to have a guy in the locker room, been a professional, knows what to do in the right situations, going to give him head, heads up, pointers, all that type of deal. I just think it's a really good free agency for Cleveland. Back-to-back years probably after signing OBJ. They're going to be a good team. It's just... I, you know, I'm at the point where I just don't know how much talent you have to give the Browns in order to make them good. I well, think, like, that organization might just be cursed in a type of way 
that no matter – I mean, how many more – I mean, you, you get Odell. You've got two of the top, you know, 10, 15 running backs in the league. Kareem yeah, Hunt yeah, went Kareem healthy. Hunt was sick you know, with Kansas City. Yeah, dude. unbelievable. The best running back in the league. Before he beat the shit out of that chick. Like, yeah, he no, was un- exactly. unbelievable. Uh, and Nick Chubb, you know, same I thing. Mean, he showed a ton of Nick problems. Nick Chubb, give me a half Chubb. That guy is insane when he gets the ball in the back. Yeah, so when you got two running backs like that and then, you know, a pair of receivers. And they had Najoku last year, too. Yeah, Najoku got hurt. But, I mean, he was good when he was healthy. Yeah, I just Austin don't Hooper, know what. Hands. Yeah. They also, this is the Freddie Soup Kitchens. Freddie <laughs> Soup. Freddie Kitchens was the worst coach. I'm going to, he might be worse than Bill O'Brien at coaching a man, like situational things. This is back. I don't like you, Bill O'Brien. You should, if you're listening to this podcast, come see me because Freddie Kitchens and you are head like neck and neck, and Freddie Kitchens gets tossed. Everyone knows what's happening there. You get a way better offense coordinator, way better situational guy. It's going to kind of tighten up. It's not going to be a circus like last year. They're going to tighten up the locker room. OBJ's not going to be wearing Richard Meals out there on the field, $350,000 watches and shit. It's going to be, I think, a team this year. I don't know their odds. Watch him make a deep run. Look, here's my thing. Oh, here we I go. will always take if they have you know odds to win like nine games. I'm taking the under. You want to put odds right now because I think they're going to win Dude, ten. I mean, people thought they were going to the Super Bowl last year. It's like how that much was more? ridiculous. There was people. Though. Oh no, there were everyone, serious people everyone. on TV thought they had a shot to Steve come out. Steve Smith and Max Kellerman were all over. Uh, and you know, I'm just not the biggest Baker fan. I don't know if he can. I do, do it. love Baker. Baker is a gritty. Guy, he just needs a little decisions. bit of guidance. So you give him case games, give him, give him a little bit of guidance. That's all you got. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I think that's our last winner. Um, I do want to touch base on two more losers: the Bears and the Dolphins. Dolphins, um, still the Dolphins. They're gonna make bad decisions until I don't know. Dan Marino comes back and starts hucking the football for him. They signed Byron Jones for a ridiculous contract. They also overpaid Jordan Howard and Eric Flowers. Uh, that's basically what I got for them. Chicago Bears, they also overpaid Danny, Danny Trevathan, excuse me. Um, instead of paying the other inside linebacker, I'm going to butch his name, Kwiatkowski. Kwiatkowski. Yeah, I think that might be right. My Polish pronunciations aren't the best. <laughs> I'm sorry. Younger inside linebacker, better. Um, they also got Jimmy Graham. When was the last time Jimmy Graham They also was good? got Nick Foles, didn't they? They, I was, yeah. Yeah. They also um, took which, that contract. Which I'm interested to know, are they going to play Foles or do they play Trubisky still? Trubisky I is mean, atrocious. If they don't play Trubisky, I mean, that is an all-time bust of a pick. Second I pick, mean, right? They traded up yeah, to get Yeah, to him. move up to get Trubisky. And Deshaun and, Watson was later in the draft. And, you know, Nick Foles, we bo- I mean, I go to Arizona. Sunshine! Yeah, I mean, Love Nick Foles. We're both in Tucson, Arizona, so we like Foles, but... I think when your team brings in Foles to be their quarterback at this point, yeah. you're kind of thrown in the towel. Well, I think like Nick Foles is a good player, but you can get another mid-level, decent backup quarterback in the league for less than half the money. You don't have to dish out. like Nick Foles got paid. You don't take on that contract. I just don't know what the Bears are doing there. Um, but basically, that is it for NFL Free Agency Talk. If you guys have any questions or anything, hit us up on Twitter about our NFL Free Agency takes or our 90s takes. The last thing we're going to discuss, it might get a little solemn and depressed in here because we've been lost. Coronavirus has taken away, we were talking about this in the last podcast, how March is the best sports month, and they just took it away. Yeah, no, I mean. They just took it away. Obviously, with not having March Madness, it just left like a massive void. 
It's a, oh, it's a black hole yeah, in the universe. You right know, now. and then we were both obviously getting super into the NBA season. Uh, we talked about you know our teams, the Jazz and Celtics, on the last episode. Yep. Jason Tatum both was of them, eating. You know, both of them showing promise. You know, maybe they could do something they haven't Deep done in a few playoffs. years for us. It'd be nice. Um, obviously, you know, LeBron season. He's having you know the new discussion of LeBron being in the MVP, which. I know last episode I was super against that, and I still kind of am, but the way he played against Kawhi and Giannis oh, that yeah, weekend before basketball stopped was pretty – I yeah. mean, I thought he made Kawhi look foolish, like during a lot of that it's Clippers game. to make Kawhi look foolish. But I feel like he did. Like, yeah. I mean, I watched the entire it, thing. It's, it's, um, a, it's a dark time. March Madness, man. That It's not just like March Madness. It's the vibe of March Madness. Everyone's, everyone's into March Madness. It's not just a – uh, sports heads like dream. It's everyone, whoever went to college, there's 64 teams that get into this freaking thing. Everyone goes to universities all across the country. You have different peoples at different bars. Everyone's gambling on it. It's a huge economic booster for these different cities. And all of a sudden it's over. They're not even resuming the season. It's kind of left like a bad taste in my mouth because my Duke boys, I thought we could make a decent run. It's a three yeah, seed. Yeah, no, I think they could have too. Like, and then Trey Jones is leaving. Like, it just, it's not cool. And then, what are you doing with your time now, dude? Like, I don't uh, know. You know, I went back to Utah for a little bit, played some golf, which now they don't even have, like, the cups you can hit it into. It's like they have a cup that's, like, elevated. Really? If so you, you just, can't play? If you just hit the ball in the cup, it's considered in. But, like, the cup is elevated above the hole. Um, there's Wait, no so flags. Like corona in the cup? That's what they're worried about. Like, like people reach reaching in? in? Yeah. That is the stupidest shit I've ever... I mean, <laughs> I guess corona's crazy. Like, I understand, like, I'm not a doctor. I'm not the WHO. Like, it's affecting people. I get it. No, we're both unemployed now. We both work little serving jobs. Little serving jobs, dude. Um, Damn. This is... Yeah, corona, man. It's just killing me. And, like, no NBA. They moved... I know you're not a huge soccer fan. But the Euros was this summer, 2020. A huge England soccer fan. Heritage is from England. They canceled that. I thought they were never going to cancel that. But half of Europe is on lockdown, so you have to cancel that. Even the Olympics got pushed. I mean, this is just one of those years. Graduations across the country. Oh, yeah, all canceled. Uh, Yeah, no, I mean, it's just wild. I mean, for me... I don't know. At first, I was kind of finding it tough to realize why we were doing all this because you look at, like, all the people that die, the flu and stuff every year. And I just didn't really see the outrage. But, you know, now it seems like everyone's getting it. Yeah. I mean, Doris Burke's got it. Doris Burke. My girl Doris. Obviously, you know, one of the bigger things that happened since the last podcast were Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert got it first. Kevin Durant got Um, it. And, you know, Donovan, like, you know, was actually, like, kind of one of my personal friends when back in Salt Lake. Yeah. He had no symptoms. I mean, I talked to him. He had no symptoms whatsoever. He was ready to go out and play a seven-game series. Um, But, you know, he could give that to somebody who's more high at risk, and I think that's the worry about it. That's the thing. Like, you know, you don't even know if you have it or not. No, one of us might have it right now, honestly. I'm healthy as a fucking young buck right now. Maybe I could have it, and I'd be fine. But if I am at Trader Joe's... And I see an old lady, and she, like, coughs or something happens, or I touch the same bag she has, and then she's susceptible to it. She doesn't stand a chance. So I under, at first we were both kind of skeptical, but now we realize, you know, 
the severity of it. The severity, it just sucks. It really just sucks. And Yeah, no, I mean, all we do really uh, every weeknight or weekend is sit around and watch basketball. That's I all mean, we did. right now. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. you know, once the NFL season comes around, it'll be, you know, the same thing on Sundays, and hopefully that gets going as scheduled. Yeah. I know they haven't pushed back the draft yet. They I think, haven't. But no. April 25th. I think Adele's kind of getting some flack from that because I heard it was a unanimous decision among the owners yeah. to push it back. Goodell's and like, he, I need that it, money. Yeah, baby. and he said no. Um, but you got to hope, you know, maybe by May, June, the NBA comes back around and at least gives us a playoffs or something. And everyone's saying you can't do that. You got to give them like 15 games. I, but I don't really care if, you know, basketball's going to be shitty. If the quality's a little bit worse, I mean, if we can actually get it. It's better than nothing. It is. But I just don't want to see some guys like that have been on the couch. I know all these NBA players are TikTok. I'm sure they're still playing. And they're dude. still balling. They all live in huge houses. They're all like training and stuff, but it's not game time. They were in the middle of the season with about, what, 20 something, not even 20 games left. They're coming down. They've been playing basketball all year. They're going to be a little rusty. Dude, you got to give them some time to practice yeah, and stuff. Or maybe have like, a few warm up games or something. It's but. just, yeah, it just is, it's not cool, man. It's just, it hurts me. It really does. I watched the 2010 Lakers Celtics series all the way through, like really? two hour long games a couple nights ago. Yeah. I watched that game seven. It was crazy because we were dominating the entire game, and then Kobe and Powell just took over. You just forget, like, when you're watching throwback games like that, I've watched every 30 for 30. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, I don't know what to do with my life. But, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, you just got to sit around and watch highlights. Highlights. Like, try to remember how dope it was. I know. Um, I did see that. You see that meme about those two kids? Not a meme, but it was like a video. And these like two five-year-old kids thought it was pretty funny. They were re- uh, playing the 92 finals game. Yeah, no, I did Kentucky-Duke. Yeah. And they, they were rooting for Kentucky. They didn't know what happened. And Leitner hit that shot, and the kid was almost crying. It's just like it's good for younger sports fans, I feel, because they're always playing like the re- – like they don't know what they were watching. They only know what like this. They always hear about the old heads talking about the older games, yeah. how the NBA was different. But now, I don't know. I, I feel like – it sucks, but they're doing the making the most out of it. Yeah, I mean, Playing. ESPN's still running their shows. Yeah, uh, we're gonna still content. try to get a bunch of podcasts out. Dude, now that we don't work, I'm thinking like every couple days. Yeah, no, at every least. couple days. I mean, I'm not really sure what we'll do with these episodes. We thought about doing like a top five point guards, yeah, top five shooting guards videos like that, or you know, podcasts like that for you guys. Yeah, if might you might want to get some video in there. Yeah, if you want to leave YouTube. some comments on Twitter posts, things you'd like to hear, because yeah. we still want to push out sports content. Yep. Because we know how much we all love sports, and maybe it'll fi- like feed into a little bit of what Filled we're lacking. Yeah, fill the void just a little bit. I'm, we're not going to be, you know, game six in the Western Conference Finals, but you know, if we could be like maybe five minutes of that for you, yeah, exactly, that'd make me happy. But I, I think that's all we got today, guys. Um, I appreciate y'all listening. No, you got anything else to say? No, I don't think so. You know, uh, follow you know our social media. Yeah. Um, you know, look out for our podcasts on Apple, Spotify. They should be coming around a lot more often now. Yeah. We're sorry we went off for a few weeks. Hey, uh, the entire world went off for a few weeks. Yeah. The so coronavirus took us. a toll. Yeah. So, so we're gonna be back. I uh, appreciate y'all listening. Yeah, just give us a like, subscribe to the podcast, comment on it if you want to do that. But yeah, we'll be in touch soon. Thank you guys for listening.